With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Happy Mother's Day, and welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. I am your co-host, Sherelle Baker, and I'm glad to be here today. And your host, David Baker. David, tonight. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. That was my lovely co-host and wife, my angel, Sherelle. You're listening to Beyond the Gate Radio this Sunday, May 8, 2011. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. And we have some exciting we have an exciting show today. But I would like to briefly tell you about our guest for tomorrow. Tomorrow we have a special half hour show with uh clairvoyant Lisa Williams from the UK. She is the uh hottest female clairvoyant medium that I know of and she'll be joining us from Los Angeles tomorrow on our show at the same time for a special half hour interview. But tonight, boy, have we got a real treat for you. We have Christopher St. Booth with us today. And he is part of the super team, the Booth Brothers. <clears throat> Christopher St. Booth and Philip Adrian Booth, both very gifted people. And I will tell those of you who are not really familiar with them, the rest of the people, you need no introduction because most of us listening tonight are fans of them both. Christopher St. Booth was born in Yorkshire, England. He started his career at an early age, influenced by the Beatles, singing and strumming at the age of four, and that's that's pretty early. Atlantic Crossing brought him to Canada, where at the age of 13 he was writing and performing at the local establishments. Then in 1978 he was invited to combine forces with Juno Award winner Sweeney Todd, London Records Worldwide Touring commenced immediately as their new gold album paved the way for their trip to California, sunny California. Upon arriving in Los Angeles, greeted with a publishing deal from RCA Music, he began writing vocalizations and musical scores for film, 
cable, and television. Desires of new creative outlets began further development, now reaching out of the visual side of entertainment. Audio and video studios were soon built to quench this creative thirst. Christopher, a successful film and music director, producer, production designer, and composer, has written, edited, animated, directed, and scored some of Billboard's top ten releases, including film features, erotic thrillers, music videos, and overseas releases. Internationally renowned for his provocative style, independent films soon to be broadened, soon broadened horizon. Financing a million-dollar HD digital domain in Los Angeles, California, this is where they were designed wow. and built their ultimate dreams. Isn't that amazing? Yes. As well as endorsed by an array of electronic arts manufacturers, no boundaries would be left untouched. For every new technical toy that the eyes and ears could ever dream of soon became vivid. As Apple licensed developer and third-party designer for Soft Image, AMP, APDA, and Microsoft, Booth continued to design the future of entertainment and media for all platforms. New concepts with slick designs go hand-in-hand -hand with the latest te technology. With over 50 HD features behind them built all from scratch with the insight of what's happening tomorrow for people today. A panoramic view of freedom with a fresh scent of change inspires this saint to create a brave new world for your eyes and ears. And there's just so much to read about him. Uh, he's an artist, producer, director of films, TV, documentaries, sci-fi, NBC Universal and Sony Pictures, and Spook TV, Supernatural Entertainment content creator, Death Tunnel, The Possessed, Spooked, Children of the Grave, The Haunted Boy. He has produced so much that I would like to say before I come on that when I was younger, I watched a lot of uh, sci-fi thrillers. Back then, they called them horror films, which I really enjoyed. As I got older, they seemed to change, and I really didn't care for them too much. But I'm, I'm being totally honest with you tonight. Once I started watching the films that the Booth Brothers have made. I'm a fan again. I'm back. I'm watching their films and enjoying it. So without further ado, we have our guest tonight, Christopher St. Booth. And before I bring him on, the first five people in the chat room and the first five callers, or we may change it up, depends on uh, how it goes, will get an autographed DVD by them sent to you. If you are chosen, we need your name so we can write it down, and you could uh, email me at thespiritgarden at comcast.net. It will be posted in the chat room, thespiritgarden at comcast.net, with your name and address, and I'll pass it on, and you will be mailed a free copy of a DVD of one of their movies, and it will be autographed. Now, how special is that? They're very generous and kind, and also they're very gifted. Their talent is just natural. Not anybody can do what they do. Some people 
are what they call a prodigy or really good at doing things, but I think that they were born to come here to do something great, and boy, are they doing it. So, Christopher, thank you for being on our show, and welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Well, thank you very much. I don't know how to live up to all that stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you. You're quite welcome. So, you're always busy, and we're very grateful. A lot of people in the entertainment industry, make it up to the tower. And uh, once they do, it's kind of hard to get a hold of them sometimes or to say hello to them or get a response back. But you're one of the uh, those rare people that do uh, tend to your friends and fans and respond back. You're a very down-to-earth person and a wonderful person. I believe you're also, both of you are very spiritual people too. Well, we we work hand in hand. We need you guys to, you know, to feel what we're trying to even say. And I love the energy, you know, from people in general. I love people in general. And and, um, just, I just, you know, communication is everything. We we must never forget about communicating with people. It's very important. That certainly is. The first time that I heard you on radio was on Coast to Coast AM radio with... um, George Norrie, and I think that hearing you the first time on that show really got me hooked just from your voices, your personalities, and everything that you were saying. In fact, uh, I even called in that show and asked you a question, and you gave me a very, uh, gave a very intelligent response. I believe you were talking about the haunted boy at that time, and I asked a question about possession, but since then I've watched that film, The Haunted Boy, Oh, several times, and I've watched several of your other films, Spooked, you know, The Ghost of Waverly Hill, The Possessed, for example. But I find myself watching The uh, Haunted Boy over and over again. Your cinematography is just uh, fantastic. I mean, the sound, the soundtrack, everything matches the, the color, the lighting, the background, how you put everything together, how everything transitions when you're watching the film. You know, sometimes when I watch other films, I said, well, they could have had a different music or they should have did this. But I have absolutely no criticisms of your films. They're absolutely flawless. And I'm telling you the truth. Well, well, thank you. I mean, I think that, you know, um, whatever you do, even if it's walk to the store, do it with style. Do it like you care. Make everything you do like you're celebrating it, like it's... Maybe the last time you ever do it, so you never forget how great it is to have legs and to know how great it is to have eyes to see, you know, what's going on. As you know, the world is in a really, really tough place in a way for a lot more people than, you know. I mean, it happens, you know, problems happen with everybody at this different time. So basically, we're all on the same boat. And I just think it's really important to really, really enjoy what you do no matter what it is. And, you know, I think that's what we do. We put a lot of passion into what we do. But then again, it takes a, it takes about two to three years to do a show nowadays because um, pretty much Philip and I do pretty much um, almost all of the different ingredients in it. You know, we get a lot of help from a lot of great experts and a lot of great friends and great crew. Um, you know, we're, like, editing it right to the last minute and putting a great score to it. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but we actually write the score before we actually edit the film or documentary so we can actually even tailor the um, dialogue and even the story to the music so it has a very dramatic pace 
And we're very music orientated, so um, kind of like a Pink Floyd, The Wall kind of feel, you know. Yes, I I can totally feel that. During I'm a little bit older than you, and in high school we danced to the Beatles, and boy, it was at the rage. And as I grew older, I discovered Pink Floyd, and I have all their albums. And I there's many times I just listened to that music over and over again when I wanted to get inspired or feel better or whatever. And I was wondering about that. So you uh, develop the music and you make everything go to it. No wonder it, it flows so smoothly. I knew there had to be a secret there. Somehow. Well, I mean, we're kind of like um, we have a you, we have two studios now in New Orleans, and um, one of them is is music and and video editing and graphics, and the other one is just mastering um, high definition editing and cameras and all that. And basically, you know, we'll go in there and I'll sit down and do some music and open a bottle of wine and just try to, you know, kick back and try to feel, you know, what creation we want to go and do. And then I'm also thinking about the interviews we did that earlier that morning and how the, you know, the people were so, you know, tender about, you know, the stories they're telling and the music started to flow. And then we'll jump over to the graphics and start doing some art that matches, you know, kind of what's going on and then, we'll jump over and start editing the footage and then go back and put the music to it. You know, we're basically a big circle of creation. And that's how we do it. I could tell there's, you know, a lot more behind it than what people realize. But when they see the finished production, you know, you're just glued to it, watching it. And then I begin to think, my God, this must have taken a lot of resources, time, and talent. In addition to that, the witnesses that you fine for the your movies and the information that you get, all the research involved. And I've seen a photograph of your studio, some photographs of your studio. Wow, it's, it's amazing. It's filled with all the latest uh, technology. I'm really impressed with that. Yeah, I, I don't. Ha- we don't have any furniture. We only have equipment. <laughs> and it's just like what you do is you roll out, of, <laughs> roll out of bed and you run to Starbucks and then you sit down into this big you know, think tank, think different tank, and you just create. I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I think that's probably why I have a little bit more difficulty dealing with real life. I've been married um, three times, and, um, you know, I think it's hard to live with an artist in general because an artist, whether you're a painter, writer, poet, um, musician, an actor, you know, or whatever, a paint creator, whatever it may be, you see things completely um, different. And it's just a very yes. challenging life. It's a, it's a very hard life because people think rock stars and you know, going out there and doing, or being crazy and it looks like, you know, you know, it's a rock star life. But a rock star life, really, right. if you really know the behind the scenes, is very torturous. Just like Van Gogh's life would have been, you know, Salvador Dali's life would have been, or, you know, Michael Jackson's life. Then right. it's a very torturous life, and it's not as glamorous as you think because you never can turn it off. And if you can no, turn it can. off, I don't know if you're a true artist then because it's not a nine-to-five gig. And unfortunately, that really plays havoc with your personal life because, you know, somebody's sitting there watching, you know, Friends and TV and all that, and you can't do that. You want to create it. You just can't sit and watch it. And that's where it's very, very torturous and... um you know, I think what you do is the minute you start to feel bad, you run in the studio and you just want to start creating again, so you start to feel good. 
Yeah, and then I'm supposed to be dealing with all the tragedies right now going on in the world. It's like a big wake-up call, you know. It is. It makes sense. And, you know, I tell people, there's a lot of people going around with dark clouds complaining about many things, and I always tell them, look, walk your path, be grateful for what you do have. Uh, anytime you see a homeless man on the street or somebody without legs or somebody dying on the stage for a cancer, they've got to be worse than you, so be grateful for what you have. Additionally, somebody like you that has a very challenging uh, life and career, sometimes you need to find a balance. And, and I, I believe that part of that balance may have been found through Gabriel. Yeah, that, definitely. He's a good balance yeah. of life. Yeah, he, um, I mean, <laughs> I've been a, a wild rock and roller forever. I mean, my major, my first, I mean, I started when I was God, I'm 11 years old, but when I was 18, I was playing in front of like 20,000 people. I remember it happened on my birthday. And um, it was a very huge band. It was a band that had Brian Adams was the lead singer, and he actually went on to go solo. He actually was fired from that band. And I became a singer. I replaced him. So, you know, we were a very big band at the time. And so I was a rock star when I was 18. So by the time I was 25, I think it was just, oh, my God, I had gone through so much and watched so much happen on the road and the, the drugs and the drinking that the, all the other guys in the band were doing. And the, they were falling apart because I was just a young old guy just learning and, you know, all naive and stuff. And, you know, just all kinds of stuff and watching all that. And then when we got to Hollywood, we started, you know, it got boring. I think I'm, it's another, maybe a blessing or a curse, but I get bored really easy. And so that's why we ended up then doing graphics and then doing movies and then jumping back to music and then back going to art and then doing this and just running around doing everything. Because I, I wanted, I noticed I just needed to create, but it started to bore me when I had kind of already conquered something I'd done. So I think that we wanted to go do other stuff. And, and what I love about, you know, the documentary films that we do is that I love to work with the real people because they inspire me. And they ground us, you know. Having a son, I, I mean, I, I was, God, I never thought I would have a son, so I thought I'd better have one before it's getting too late, you know, because when you're a rock and roll, you say, I'm not going to make it till I'm 20. And then you go, ooh, I'm not going to make it till I'm 30. <laughs> And you go, oh, I'm not going to make Tom Forty. And then when you when you get that, you go like, oh my God, all those years of not trying to make it, I better start thinking about, you know, planting something even more. And then Gabe looking at my little son, and he just inspired me, you know, incredibly. I just had him for two weeks for Easter because oh. of course I just got divorced. So I um, went down and picked him up and brought him back to a studio in New Orleans, and we just um, had the greatest time in life. He he played in the studio, hung out in the studio a lot, and. And we just, you know, just went out onto the to the water, the riverfront here down in New Orleans and just played around. It was beautiful. But yes, David, you're very much right. He has been a grounding source of my life. I figured that we all have to have two things at least, especially me being a psychic medium and working with a lot of uh, people in, the, in and out of the spiritual type realm, that you have to have something to go to and you also have to have somebody to go to. It's like a yin and yang balance, I suppose. So it sounds like you said it all. As you grew older and wiser and got in touch to your higher self, you started to realize this. And so, therefore, you produced a beautiful son. And I saw in the videos 
playing in the mall in the yard with the ball and, and so forth and so on that uh that's just a blessing right there. It's just a blessing. Oh well, yes, he is he has got um the mentality that we all don't want to lose and shouldn't lose, even though we all need to be we have to be responsible. But the mentality of him that he is have no he has no uh, hatred, no racism, no no boundaries, no judgment. You know, is stuff that I, I want want to keep picking up from him because obviously as we get older, you know, you end up going one way and you're doing all kind of different issues. Yeah, and uh, you know, like little kids and old people are fabulous, and everybody else between is on fire, so to speak. You know, it's like the right. old people just want to be heard, and the, and the young people just want to be heard. The real babies want to be heard, and those are the people we end up saying, "Oh, you're too young. You don't know what you're doing." Then, "Oh, you're too old, and you're too crazy." And all they want to do is tell <laughs> oh, you yeah. stories. And I think the stories they're trying to do is tell you to help, is try to help you, not make the same mistakes yeah. as they did. You know, because it's all about, you know, in the Buddhist concept, what's beautiful about it is that it's all equal, meaning that, you know, whether, say, David goes out to apply for a job and then I go out and apply for a job, but David gets it, I'm still happy for David because why? Because we're all one. I and totally I agree. My, I show my happiness for David because I'm his brother, you know, you know, in general sense. That is what we all need to do, especially in this tough time. It's not about Jersey Shore and Bad Wife Club and all the silliness that I personally think is destructive on the on the young people in reality television is no different than putting a guillotine or you know, apple throwing thing out in the marketplace and people have public humiliation. And that's teaching the young people to really have zero respect for anybody. That's right. And that's what I see is going on. Yes. No offense to the T V shows. Oh, yeah. That's my personal view. I understand that. Yes, you should let children develop themselves. They will find their past and they're untainted. So let them discover what you know, the world is really about and let them react well, imagine to it accordingly. If you put, imagine, if, imagine if you put, introduce meditation in school, say for, you know, instead of, you know, say, say like maybe once a day for maybe five or ten minutes, we're just going to close our eyes and feel good, and just think about good stuff, and breathe deep. Imagine how many problems that would solve. It'd be a much better rule by a, at least 100%. I totally agree. Uh, it would, because meditation is a very important issue of, of when you remember when at the end of the day you had a rough day, you can't wait to get in the bathtub with a candle and close your eyes and take a deep breath. And then everything's usually better in the morning when you sleep on it. Well, that's when meditation is a form of just closing your eyes and letting go of all that dirt that you've picked up in the day. And if you practice that when you were young in school, you could hold back the bullying. You could hold back the tempers. You could hold back the concepts of doing something that, you know, drugs or, you know, gangs or whatever they may be. And that's a very important issue. But unfortunately, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, but hopefully it will. Hopefully it will. Uh, we have some callers on the line. What I'd like to do is get a couple of people on that have been patiently waiting to ask you some questions, and then perhaps later on if there's time, I had a, a couple of questions for you also. One of them is about some of your upcoming productions. But right now I'd like to bring uh, one of the first callers on the line. And when I do caller and callers and people in the chat room, please state your name clearly and Email me at thespiritgarden at comcast.net 
with your name and address so we can get a copy of one of his DVDs to you, not just a regular coffee, an autographed coffee. So right now we have area code 217-217. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio and your name, please. My name is Terry Mosby. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. And Hi. do you have a question for Christopher? Yes, I do. Hi, Christopher. It's good to see talk to you again. Hi, Terry. Hey, Hi, I met you at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I was just calling I wanted to know when we were gonna be able to see the Soul Catcher, when we were gonna be able to get a copy of that. Soul Catcher, we've been unfortunately we've been trying to get it out for a while. We it was supposed to be released before the haunted board, but because um, things got a little out of schedule. They wanted um, Sci-Fi needed to get Haunted Boy for the Halloween release of, of this year, so Haunted Boy had to go. We didn't want to do, do two possessions in a row, the possession and the, the haunting, I mean, Haunted Boy, but we had to, so we had to put that on, even though Soul Catch was 70% finished. But I'm glad that we waited because we actually just filmed some new stuff that we got some incredible new footage of finding um, ancient bones down in the caves of, down in St. Louis under the Cherokee Caves, which is fabulous. That was like a big expedition. So um, unfortunately, then again, Phil had gone into hospital and had a had a very serious surgery, but he's all better now, and he's um, he's recovering quite nicely. So he, he's ready to rock again in June, but we are editing. We expect to release it hopefully by June this summer is, is what we're trying for. It was... We are just working very hard around the clock trying to get it done, but unfortunately, again, we have New Orleans flooding starting now, and um, they've asked us to be, you know, possibly be ready to um, abandon ship um, for a little bit until the flooding gets over. So I'm hoping that that don't happen. See, our studio is right on the levee, and every morning when I, I, um, I can walk out, like the gate, we live in a compound. The studio is a compound. We walk out, you see the um, French Quarter across the river, and you can see that the river is so high that it's starting to make a little sense that we better start possibly making plans, and you know, in case it, it gets too crazy. But meanwhile, we are trying to get it out by June and July. So there you go. Okay, well, I follow you on Facebook, so I will just keep posted there, and uh, prayers are with you, and hope you don't have to move your studio, and it was nice talking to you again. Thank you, Terry. Bye-bye. Happy Mother's Day. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Happy Mother's Day, Carrie, and don't forget to email me so we can get that out to you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was very interesting, and she... I already asked you one of the questions I was going to ask you about Soul Catcher, so I have another question that, that nobody can think of to ask you later on if I have an opportunity well, to. Soul Catcher. Soul Catcher is going to be a very, um, a very um, emotional journey. It's also very scary. It's, it's basically we get to hunt for shapeshifters and um, shadow walkers and um, skinwalkers. So it's a pretty wow. scary thing. We actually did catch a shapeshifter on camera, and we go to, with the help of the um, Bureau of Indian Affairs and the eldest permission, they led us on to their haunted um, boarding school land, and they let us film in all the haunted boarding schools as well as go out and search for a, a mass grave where um, a lot of children were um, buried 
um, in a big mass ground spot, so to speak, due to the fact that the Civil War soldiers were handing, handing them out blankets covered in leprosy, uh, not leprosy, sorry, smallpox, and they had died. And so what they had done, throwing them in the ground, and there was a thing that there was a grave that was out there that needed to have closure. So we went out to search for that. But it's a great show. I mean, we travel, we travel from Harvey Desert in California, Nevada, California to Oklahoma, and we investigate all the, uh, you know, the Native American spirits concepts. And it's told by Native Americans, which is beautiful too, including a Native American uh, ghost hunters. So it's it's very powerful, and but it's also very emotional. So it's, it's it's like something we've never really done, but it's also as touching as children are great birds. But this is with the Native Americans involved. So we're very proud of it. Very very proud of it. Well, that's that's really awesome. You know, uh, I did, had no idea it was about all of that. I'll be sure to watch it and get it when it mm-hmm. comes out. That's really interesting. I even read a book somebody produced about. The skin was called the Skinwalker on some haunted ranch in Montana or somewhere. But anyway, I, you've done a lot of research, and I think that's incredible. So yeah, we went to that Skinwalker ranch, the Skinwalker ranch, and I, I, I actually have that same book that you're talking about. The only problem with that book is that they were never ever able to um, supply any evidence at all. The pictures were just pretty much were interesting, but they were pretty much northern lights, and then the uh, sounds, all the recordings were lost, and all the, um, you know, the eyewitnesses wouldn't speak on that ranch. So there's not much we could really put in regarding that ranch because of that situation. Well, it's the remaining mystery, I suppose. But I'll tell you what's no mystery. Our next caller from area code 850-850, please give us your name and remember to email me at uh, spiritgarden at comcast.net for your autographed DVD. Welcome to the show, area code 850. Kathy Gales. Hello, Kathy, and welcome. Hello. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you very much. Did you have a question for Christopher? Uh, Yes, I just wanted to ask him, did he remember me because I was in his documentary, Spooked? And I'm really looking how forward Kathy, to how could I ever how, how could I ever you? forget you, Kathy? Hello, oh, I'm telling you. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking forward to your soul catcher coming out since I'm you know, I'm Native American and I'm part Cherokee and stuff. I'm really looking forward to you know, your well, movie I know. coming I remember out and that. everything. I, remember. I do remember that. We had some good times, didn't we, in Spook? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I still got my autograph copy in the whole nine yards and a picture frame, and I'm like, well, I'm going to just call and just see if he remembers me. But then how can you forget somebody like <laughs> me, right? I'll never forget you. You were great in the show. Kathy was, um, just so you for, for the your listeners, Kathy was um, a nurse at um, the old folks' home that Waverly had turned into. Waverly, yes, helped. I remember. Maybe yeah, we had and some. We had some. We had some. The old times up there, huh? Yeah, and um, and she was very. Um, the stories that you told were very, very, very sad. But I'm glad you told them because I, I truly believe everything that is is put out there helps somebody not make the same mistake. And uh, Kathy was very vivid about you know the stuff that had, you know, the, obviously the mistreatment and the 
you know, the way they had locked him away. And then, of course, they were seeing ghosts at the place at the same time, and nobody believed them. And then, of course, we all know about Waverly Hill Sanatorium. It's definitely one of the most uh, hotbeds of all time. Yeah, you remember my photo that, you know, with the figure of the child in the window? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. She had you supplied a, a, a photograph of, of a girl with no eyes. That was in the third window, and at the same time, didn't your daughter bleed? Wasn't that what happened? Your daughter, your daughter had a bloody nose or something? Yeah, point? there was some big, it was like a big bird of a, of a spirit that went over the top. You didn't hear it, you didn't, you know, all you seen was this big shadow, and then my daughter's lip split and started bleeding, and so did her nose. And she was sitting in the car outside of Waverly while I was walking around taking pictures. You know, being a paranormal investigator, I, I like to take pictures of everything and everything. So, And then I was told that that photograph was over the morgue, and at that time they didn't have no power, no electricity, no nothing in there. And and this little person just showed up. Because please, is just say, hello. So I was pretty proud of that picture. That was one of my best ones. Well, that picture is the best pictures and fabulous and if you remember it's actually didn't make it in the show but it's on the um deleted scenes on the dvd um that was the first time i actually was left alone in the death tunnel and i had caught a picture that was somewhat similar to the sense of the facial features in the picture of the girl that you caught oh and i know that was, what was really starting so very scary so that's a scary place and if you remember that was a very Spooch is a very um, intense show because it, not only does it touch the, you know, the evidence and, and all the legends and stuff, but he actually talks to them, the patients that were, were, were remaining were still alive and the staff that was still alive at 92 years old. Remember Roy Thornberg, um, Thornberry there, it actually broke down and told the true story of the nurse that was supposedly hung herself in 502 and had because of the baby and, you know, he wouldn't, talk about it and suddenly goes okay i'll talk about it and said my father found the fetus in the drain system exactly and that, he just started to cry he just started to cry and that's when spooked the ghost of William sanitary that was uh one of our well i mean that was the most successful show that we've done to date so there you go Well, I just wanted to call you and tell you that I've missed you. I've missed talking to you, and I missed Adrian. You tell him I said, you know, I'm happy for him for getting married and stuff and everything. I see Gabriel. Boy, he's growing up quick, isn't he? Yeah, and you got some grandchildren too, don't you? Yeah, I've got one. He's six now, so. And he's just a little yeah, ghost yeah. hunter just like his nanny. <laughs> well, I love you, Kathy, and, and you get an autographed DVD, and, and I'll make sure um, that uh, – also, let me put this out to all your listeners. If anybody's got any evidence of any um, Native American stuff, please, if you want it in, in our show, we're taking, you know, last-minute entries just to put in the show photographs or EVPs, and you can send me that to saint.spookproductions.com if you guys want to put any EVPs or pictures of Native American ghost situations. And um, I love you, Kathy. Talk soon. Okay, baby? And I love you, too, and it's nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was just uh, wonderful. You know, not only your fans, but people that you've worked with, you know, they all just adore you. I mean, the fabulous... She's a wonderful lady. She she had so much... um, She cried several times on camera 
where she was telling the story that she was, um, when the last years of Waverly was uh, turned into a, basically an old folks' home, and they had locked them upstairs in the, in the um, top floor, and not fifth floor, but the fourth or third floor it was, and um, they just left them to die. You yes, know, that was... Public funding and, and all that, they just... Basically, you know, Waverly, what they did is they didn't, wouldn't let anybody, let the government know that these people were dying so they could keep collecting the meal to a plate. You see? I know I was shocked with, when I was watching the part that you walked down the hill and you said you found some bones and the other person said, oh, those are animal bones. And he kept repeating, those are animal bones. That made me feel a little suspicious. Well, yes and no. I mean, what was mostly crazy is, first of all, they grew their own, they had their own um, meat on the property because it was a tuberculosis place. So, I mean, it has to be basically quarantined because tuberculosis is very contagious by air. So they had their own, you know, basically meat farm on their property where they would kill their own pigs and stuff to eat. But the, the, nobody really knew what was going on because what they did is they, they found a big pit in the middle of the forest and they dumped everything. There were needles, bottles that still had blood in them, um, shoes, um, you know, uh, personal toiletry type stuff thrown, old bottles, you know, like from 1910, 1920, medicine bottles that are very old, and there was bones everywhere. You know, not to mention there was the most craziest tree I've ever seen in my life. It was shaped like a devil's pitchfork. Now, yeah, granted, because it's been a tree that was formed that way via window grow, but when you put that concept of what a tree with a, that looks like a devil's fitch, like, like, you know, Poseidon's pitchfork type concept, that means apocalypse. That really That's what that, that, that tree means when you have a pitchfork tree. So that was very fascinating. Oh, man, that was. Well, thank you for telling us about that. You know, mm-hmm. And we have another call. I mean, the switchboard is full, and we have people in chat. We've already selected a few people in chat, and we have another caller. Area code looks like eight six five. Yeah. Area code eight six five. Yeah. Hello. Can what you is your name, me? please? I'm Rose Williams. Hi, Rose. How are you doing? Hi, Rose. <laughs> hey, Happy I'm Mother's good. Day. I'm glad to be here to talk to y'all. Um. Hey, Christopher. I'm the one that always calls your daddy on Facebook. <laughs> hey, Rosie. Uh, um, hey, Rosie. <laughs> yeah, Rosie. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, um, have y'all ever thought about going, like, back to Waverly Hills or the, uh, what was that other one, the Ghost Children? Because those are two of my favorites. I love the documentaries. Um, I mean, the history is fantastic. Yeah, that- the Children of, Children of the Grave is, is pretty much everybody's favorite suit. Yeah, I know, right? Successful as far as, as well, you know, as the wild, um, the amount of audience. But, but um, Children of the Grave was so touching because at that time I was just having Gabriel, yeah. you know. So I was really in tune yeah. with children. Because I, you know, I'm a rock and roller, so I don't know if I was really into children. And then suddenly this little boy popped out and I went, oh, my God, my whole life changed. You know, and I was tuned in the children, and then when we were doing that show, every time we um, had gone back to the studio listening to what we recorded, we were hear- hearing um, child's voices all over our footage, and there was no wow. children at the places that we filmed at all in 
down mm-hmm. in some of the areas. And the stuff they were yeah. saying was so sad, you know, whether it was help me or mommy or, you know, mommy, wife, daddy doing this to me and, you know, stuff like that. It was so clear that you just had to put the, the headphones down and go, what, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm back in L.A. now. I had to slide back out to Illinois for, you know, so it was difficult. Waverly, I don't think we'll ever go back because I think we've been there and done that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand you. <laughs> Speaker phone. I'm saying Waverly, I don't. I, I'm thinking that Waverly will probably never do that again because we've kind of been there and done that. Yeah. So I think I'm the story's been told, and even yeah, Waverly get letters from people. So. Huh. I gift for myself. I cannot wait to go trying to get my sister to go with me and my other one too. So I hope I do get to go after it's, I graduate. Huh? It's worth your while. It's, it's a great place to go. If you're into ghost hunting, it's great. Oh yeah, that's huge. That's like one of the first well, documentaries of y'all that I've seen. And I'm like, wow, you know, it just blew me away. The pictures they found, one of them looks just like my grandfather. But he had died of emphysema oh, back yeah. in the so. But I can't wait. I'm so glad to talk to you. I don't want to take up the whole time. Uh, did I win? Okay, nice to meet you, Rosie. Thank oh, you. Oh, you too. Uh, bye-bye. Thank okay. you. Uh, bye-bye. Well, I have good news for the people that are calling and waiting and being very patient. Rose was already selected as one of the people from the chat room, so so her call will not count. So we have some more callers that will be lucky, not only to speak to Christopher, which is the most important thing, but to get his autographed copy of a DVD. So having that said, and the show's going along really well, we'd like to bring in the next caller, which is area code 217. Area code 217, your name, please, and welcome to Beyond the Gate. Hello? Yes, welcome to Beyond the Gate. What is your name, please? Sophia. Sophia? Yeah. Okay, welcome to the show, and uh, don't forget to email us, thespiritgarden at comcast.net, for your free DVD with your address. Do you have a question for Christopher? Yeah, I wanted to see how Phil was doing. Um, I met them when they did the Ashmore State stuff up in Ashmore. I don't know if they probably remember that. They talked to Spooky a lot. No, Ashmore is great. Yeah, we remember Ashmore State. We we were there a few times. Which time did we meet? Um, I actually was out at... Steak and Shake. My husband was, I think, Dr. M.D. that year. No, he was Matt Gasser that year. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so you were out well, the um, when we did the big Halloween event? Yeah, I'm one of the actors. I'm the Black Widow who's on there, so. Well, I should remember that, shouldn't I? <laughs> I do remember going there. We had a great time. I know yeah, it was well, fun. you probably don't remember me because my daughter was sick. Oh, Okay. Well, Phil, well, I'm and, like, sorry, Philip is doing great. And everything. Yeah, um, uh, I well, keep talking to you guys on Facebook a lot. And, uh, and Thank you. Philip is doing great. Philip is recovering quite well. 
He's had all his stitches out, and they tell him he doesn't. He tell him he doesn't have to even go back anymore. So I guess that means good. That is terrific. It it was a road turn that really opened her eyes. um, You know, and you you never think you're going to be the one who ends up in there, and then the next minute, either you do or someone really close to you does, and then it kind of like it's a big hammering on the door. Wake up, you know. So um, yeah, but he's all better and. He's just, uh, you know, he's editing away, actually, and trying to finish Soul Caps as soon as possible so we can get that get that out. So, but it, yeah, it's nice to talk to you again. Ashmo is a great... Ashmo is in Soul Capture. Um, we go to, go to Ashmo States, and we... Uh, creepy place, that place is. That's in... Um, who is that in now? That's in... Um, help me out. That's in uh, Illinois, right? Ashmo yep. State. Yeah, what Ashmore, part is that again in Illinois? Uh, yeah, Central. <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid. Now, yeah, Ashmore, Illinois. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that was a great so place. I remember the building's incredible. Yeah, you guys interviewed me when you were the very first time you guys were there. You interviewed me and my husband because we've had paranormal experiences in the building. And now okay, that we well, found the little girl. The little girl that likes to run around, the little girl ghost, they found her grave now. They did that yesterday. Elvis Grinner, Elvis oh. Grinner, Elvis Grinner, yes. Scott just sent me a photograph of her grave. Uh-huh. I asked him if he, he gave me permission because I'd like to use that picture because we do we do, do the story of the burn because our evidence, you know, provided as evidence there was a little girl that had burned alive um, in the school that was previously on that land and he had just found, found her grave and, and yeah, she's I saw that this morning on my Facebook. We posted him on page, and I said, "Hey Scott, let's use that photo." And he said, "Yeah, no problem." So yeah, yeah, that's uh, going to be great. Well, thank you very much, Sophia, for calling in. And can I ask you a question before you go off the air? Are, is do you have the same handle on in the chat room? Black Widow. Yeah, I am the Black Widow. Yes. Okay, so that frees up. Uh, you've already been selected, so. It gives another caller a chance, an opportunity. You know, I, so thank you so much for calling. It was nice to hear uh, your experiences, and all the callers that have been in his films, I'm starting to recognize your voice from watching the films. And thank you so much for being a part of this. God bless you and happy Mother's Day. Thank you. All right, so if you well, it was very interesting. You had some of the people that you actually work with that are still staying in touch, and I think that's yeah, I wonderful. Yeah, we're, we're hard to we're hard to forget, and we we never forget the people that work with us neither. So they make our shows. I mean, you understand. I mean, we have no stars in our show, but stars are in our show are the stories and the pe- real people, and of course the. The ghosts, that's our stars. We, you, know, you know, there's no prima donna, so to speak. It's basically the stars of our show are real, is real people and the real story. Yes, I found them to be uh, genuine, authentic, and honest. And, you know, they're telling their experiences from the heart. And I thought that that's what another part of what makes your shows so wonderful. Thank you. So we have a couple more callers to go. We, uh, right now, I'd like to bring on area code 239. 
area code 239, if I can get them, let me try to unmute them again, my switchboard. <laughs> Here we go, area code 239, hello, happy Mother's Day, welcome Hi. to Beyond the Gate. And what is your name, well, please? Thank you. Hey, this is my first time to see your show, so uh, you're a little bit different than the mediums that just do a reading, right? Are you doing more like a reading of a haunted building or what? Or can you just well, do a, a reading of, like, what spirits are around me? <laughs> what do you do? We could, but tonight we have Christopher St. Booth on, and he's mm-hmm. a film producer, and we're talking about his films, such as The Possessed, Spooked, The Haunted Boy, and so forth. Do you, oh, did you okay. have a question you for do, him? What do you have to do to get into these shows, to be on the shows? Get into them? Um, well, yeah, basically be, what we do well, what we do is, you know, no, no, no. We, we, what we do is we look for really good stories that need to be told that has no closure that we'd like to provide closure. And if the story's really good, and uh, you know, it, it, we feel that it will make a dent in the world by telling a very good story. That's how we do it, and the people attached to the stories are in the shows as well. So basically, if you have evidence or you have a really good place or a great story or an investigation that you've done, we'll bring our cameras to you and just film you guys. That's how it goes. Cool. Have you done well, anything in Indianapolis? Um, yes, we have. We had done Children in the Grave. Was, a lot of it was filmed there because it was, they were known to have the most orphanages in uh, America at the, at the time that we were, you know. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, and happy Mother's Day. Well, you know, that's what the show is about. As I said earlier, many people that are familiar with you and how right I was, and perhaps a new audience for you as well, hopefully they enjoy the show. It's going to be archived, and I'm sure we'll have many, many downloads afterwards. I have one last caller on the line, if that's all right with you, Chris. Okay. Let's see, we have area code 205. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Hi, Dave. Area code. Hello, Hi, and, and who is this? This is Susan Littleton. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. How are you? <laughs> Fine, it's nice uh, to hear yeah. your voice, finally. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, is I, am I speaking with Christopher right now? I'm, I know I'm speaking yes. with David, but Christopher, that you're interviewing. Yes. Hello, Lucy. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay. I'm I'm one of your new um, the, your new audience, and um, okay. Anyway, I've only I've only ever seen the trailer for uh, Children of the Grave. Is that it? Yes. Okay, and I loved it, and it uh, absolutely, it blew me away, and I I got almost kind of angry even because you uh, evoked this great compassion from me for uh, children, these children who have died, or a child that I perceived that had died, you know, while I was watching it. And I was just, Mm -hmm. I was so impressed with the film scoring, the music just, um, the way it's all edited, well, thank you. and so uh, it, it, it is important. It's really important, and I, you, I believe that once you the people the word gets out and people start watching these things, it's going to explode with the with the 
people who are not well, even children of the grave aware is, of this. Children of the Grave, children of the grave is, a, is an important show because, I mean, they're all important, but that one, dealing with children in general um, um, is hard because when they're taken before their time, yeah. they don't even know why they're taken or where they are or when they are, you know, so to speak. So they truly are double lost, so to speak, because they just, they'll just, they'll be, they'll just crying, Mommy, Daddy, you know, save me. I don't know where I am, what's happening. And the, the worst thing is, is when you have a baby in your arms, you'll do everything you can to stop it from crying, you know. But when, when yeah. you're a baby, so to speak, and you have a side, that is so difficult. Well, I just, to try you know, to I have, with them. It, ca- it causes me to have a vision of the future. It would be nice to, to know that one day that we could cross over enough to comfort or rescue or uh, do whatever it is that we need to do, you know, to make a difference. Because who can stand the thought of any person who's caught in the middle and just wandering around aimlessly and hopelessly? And they ask for help. Well, that's why it's also, yeah, that's why it's also important, though, in your life that you do everything you need that you've wanted to do to make peace of mind of yourself before you leave. If you get taken and you're not ready to leave and you have, say, basically all your business is not intact, you still have outstanding businesses in life, in bitter fights that you've never said I love you to, um, things you wish you would have done that you didn't do, that's important that you, you, you clear all that up before you pass away because otherwise that all this kind of stuff makes you linger on when you feel comfortable about leaving then you can move on and the people that have not moved on that's why it's up to people you know whoever who tells the story to try to help close their story to tell the story nobody wants to be forgotten nobody wants to have a grave that doesn't have a name on it an unmarked grave is like well you didn't matter you don't even have a name and that's and that, a horrible you know, that's, thought. So we try to find right. your name and tell the story. Yeah, and you know I that's why we're more. supposed to we're supposed to pray for the dead. And uh, and I have I prayed for the dead of people that I sensed around me, but I wasn't sure who they were. But I'm sure that they were forgotten because I lived in a house that I, I believe had been used as a uh, uh, an old folks home at one time. And just the day I moved out, the day, very day I moved out, I finally figured out what it was that was going on. Oh, my gosh, it's people who were here before who died here. So I prayed for them well, quickly you, you, before I left. You're already helping by working at an old folks' home. You see what I mean? You're already helping them. by If you listen yeah. to their stories, you're helping them move on before they move on. There's nothing yeah, worse well, I, like I have, than the ghost hunters. Like the ghost hunters today on television is like, it's like they say to the ghost, what can you do for me? And we're supposed to be there to do, like, you go in and say, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Not, hey, can you show up on my camera so my ratings are still good? You know? And that's what the ghost hunting shows on television. It's just basically, you know, silliness. It's just, you know, it's all about... If I don't get a ghost in 20 minutes, find me one. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, thank you so much, Susan, for calling in, and happy Mother's Day. God bless you. 
And you know, you know, Christopher, you make a good point because you show all the aspects of it and beyond. And as a medium, I've done uh, thousands of readings, made connections, crossed over spirit, and spirit is stuck here as it goes. And I couldn't agree more, especially what you said is very important. Live each day like it was your last. Do the best you can. And then when you, uh, let's say you die unexpectedly in a vehicle, uh, vehicle accident or something, and you say, oh, my God, I'm dead. I didn't get a chance to do this or do that. Well, if you have most of your life in order, it should be easier to cross over. I think that's your yeah, point. And learn to forgive sooner because there's nothing worse than jealousy and pride and ego. It will destroy you so bad, and you're going to your grave being bitter. I mean, my father, rest in peace, he was English, so we had that big, cold, cold English drill sergeant attitude, you know, where, you know, the father could never say, I love you, you know, because that wasn't cool for a dad to say that. And then, you know, he was very, very cold and hard. He's a beautiful man. He gave everything to us. He did anything for us. And at the end, we lost our mom, and he was so broken. And all that emotion he had held for 45 years came running out like a river. And he just turned into a different person. Like, I wish I would have done this, you know? Well, you know, we're taught certain things that we should adhere to as we grow up. And it's based on ego, not love. So people uh, perform under certain behaviors that were taught, not knowing that your mimicry is something that somebody else suggested that we do, and it might be good for some, but not for any. We have to follow our own heart, walk our own path, and get rid of that ego and stay in the energy of love. And perhaps if he hadn't grown up in a society like that, maybe he would have told you sooner. So uh, hopefully our world is changing and people are starting to realize that. And like you said, through meditation, all things are possible. And I'm a strong believer in that. You can also put your walls down. And if they won't forgive you, forgive them. I sound like an old cliche, but I tell you, it really works. No matter what the people are doing to you, you know, swearing at you, yelling at you, whatever, as long as it's nothing so violent that, you know, obviously you have to bring in other situations, you can just say, look, I love you, and and that's the most ultimate stop of everything. You can't get to me. You won't, you know, you won't, you know, bring me down to this level. I'm not going to put myself. Don't be around negative energy. Don't be around people that say, you know, I can't. That kind of stuff, because that means they won't. It's not me. I can't. That means they won't do it. You know. Right. I agree. Yes, I believe that the source is love. Everything comes from it. It's based on that. And through free will, we may choose a different path at times or permanently, whatever. But uh, ultimately, in, ultimately, in the end, I believe, we all return to the source, to the light of love, because we're here to evolve, learn, and spiritually progress. And I think that's we're what born, it's all about. We're born babies and we end up dying like babies. I mean, look at how your body regresses and then progresses at the beginning and then regresses at the end. You, you you actually return to where you started. You're supposed to be now taking on the higher power, but you got locked into the materialistic world or into evil pride, jealousy of all which causes every single war in the world because I want this, what you have. You know, realizing don't you understand you already have what I have because we're all one. That's right. The great thing about it is that they're they're helping do the work, so you're not doing 
all the work, but what they've got is what you've got, and what you, you've got, they've got, and you both work hard together, and you can share and live together. We've got to learn how to really be happy. You know, the people that say, oh, I'm happy for you. Well, what does that mean? I'm happy for you. You know I mean? Think right. about it. I'm happy for you. Well, that means you're not happy mm-hmm. for yourself because That's um, right. you think I'm doing better than you, so you're happy for me. That's not really the concept of it, meaning that I'm just really happy because you're my friend and you're doing well, and that makes me feel good because I'm part of you, and that's kind of a better picture. It is. I totally agree. And, boy, I really enjoy talking about this, but it's getting near the end of the show. We have less than a minute left. Is there anything you'd like to uh, tell everybody before we end the show? Well, first of all, happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful uh, mothers out there. We need you. Um, that's what Mother Nature is all about. And secondary, um, everybody pray for the river floods that are coming down to every other state that um, people in Memphis are just trying to survive. And it's coming pretty rapidly. Hopefully there will be no problems. And then um, if anybody wants to check out what we're doing, um, just go to spooktv.com, S-P-O-O-K-A-D-T-V.com, and you'll see what we do and, and what the titles we put out. And... Um, the Haunted Boy is our newest title, and that will be out. Uh, that's out now on DVD. Um, it comes with the little story of The Exorcist, of course. And it comes with a little copy of the diary of The Exorcist when you get the DVD, and that will be on Sci-Fi just Halloween. And then Soul Catcher should be out, hopefully, by June or July. And that's really all it is. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank God you bless for being you here. Also, You're in our prayers. Also, um, Christopher, I just wanted to say that all the people in chat wanted to, you know, say hello and thank you for uh, – there's a couple people that are in Alabama and they something about supporting the Red Cross and how you've helped them. And so everyone in chat is rooting for you and for love and um, have a wonderful night. Thank you. Yeah, well, listen, we're going through some tough times, but I tell you, if we all have a – it's important not to panic. It's important to know the truth and be alert, but also it's important not to panic and, um, you know, just use your common sense and, um, and uh, you know, what it, help everybody that's, you know, a little bit down right now because, trust me, it comes around to your turn at some point and they'll be there for you. So it's important to help everybody. Okay? God bless everybody. Thank you. God bless, Christopher. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was absolutely wonderful. I want to let everybody that's still listening and in chat, we have selected a few people that called in for a free copy of one of their DVDs that's personally autographed by them, Christopher and Philip, the famous Booth brothers. And also a few people in chat have been selected. I will repost the uh, contact email once again. Please uh, contact me at the Spirit Garden at Comcast.net. Myself and the co-host have been tabulating names, and so we have a list of the people. Sherelle, did you uh, tell the people in chat who was selected? That's affirmative. That's good. That's absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you for taking your time, everybody on this Mother's Day 
for spending a few moments with us tonight on Beyond the Gate Radio. We really appreciate it. And once again, tomorrow I have a special show. It's an interview with uh, TV's psychic medium, clairvoyant Lisa Williams from the UK, who's currently residing in Los Angeles, California. So if you have a chance, come join us for Lisa Williams tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 New York time. Thank you all for listening to the show. Happy Mother's Day, and God bless. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.